I was like, well, I've already done DP tonight. It's still open. It's still good. And I, we just like shoved it in there. And that is not the way to do it. <laughs> so your butt had revoked its decision a couple yeah, hours it was, later. It was like, it was good the first time, bitch. Don't try again. <laughs> Good little warm up, but we'll talk about why (laughs) that is. Okay. (laughs) Um, Everybody, welcome to another episode of Girls Gone Deep. I'm Elle. And I'm V. And today we're talking all about the back door, butt play, rimming, anal, all that naughty stuff. Um, I'm really excited to dive in because this is this is new. And we both have some newer news to share with you about our butt play journeys. <laughs> yeah, and like big updates. I remember, so 2023 was supposed to be your year of anal and you really got on it in the last couple months. Yes, definitely been doing it way more. I did, we did anal with like some dildos and things like that, like over the past two or three months. So yes, I have, I would, I wouldn't say that I beat my goal because all of uh, Jess from Atlanta will could keep pointing me out that I, when she met me in the beginning of the year that I told her that I was going to have two dicks in my ass <laughs> for that's, double anal. That's so. a big uh <laughs> goal that you had for yourself. Yeah. That was a little over ambitious, but <laughs> we'll put that on the goal for 2024 then. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, my God. So while we made progress, still more work to do. <laughs> so we're going to take you through some fun stories of our own. We're going to talk about men and butt play, and we're just going to go kind of step-by-step step through prep, play, and aftercare and everything that works for us. Um, we are not experts on butt yeah. stuff, <laughs> but we are experts of our own butts mm-hmm. so far. <laughs> yeah. So basically trial and error, what has worked for us. So we're coming from that perspective and we crowdsourced with our friends who are big butt sluts. So <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm excited to hear your responses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So where shall we dive in? Well, I think you need to talk about your New Year's Eve experience and ending of your 2023. <laughs> okay, guys, get ready for this one. Yeah. So, so I, uh, haven't, I haven't heard this yet, by the way. Yeah. So we purposely saved it for this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So hmm, where do I begin? So we there were eight of us there. It was a it was a small group. And at like 10 o'clock. Uh, on the 31st, we were just like laying around, being bums, chilling, um, chatting. And I was like, I need to like get this party started somehow. And I was like, hmm, guys, we have two hours left of 2023. And we looked around the room and we were like, all right, who's going to be the butt guy? Uh <laughs> Because basically everyone knew what I was talking about. It was like, all right, DP's going to happen and M's not here. So what do we do? Yeah. And earlier on in the day, yeah. we had gotten his blessing. Yeah, that- we, we got a call in the afternoon, <laughs> FaceTime from you and mommy. And mommy was like, we have to ask you a question. <laughs> Is it okay if V does D- DP without M? And M was like, yeah, like, go for it. You know, when in Rome. <laughs> but I felt... I felt a certain way about it because I don't know. I've almost like built it up in my mind as like, you know, he's going to de-virginize me basically (laughs) like him and Jay and it was going to be really special. So it was hard to kind of like let go of that. But Mm -hmm. then I was like, okay, if it's not meant to happen – with him, that's okay, and he was so totally okay with it. Yeah, so yeah. as, he's, as he's obviously he would be, always like, about like female pleasure, whatever you yeah. want to do. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you got Em's blessing. Yeah. So I got his blessing, and so I looked around and I was like, "Who's going to be the butt guy?" First of all, can I say I love that you initiated. By the way, like super kudos, proud of you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I I was pretty um I was pretty initiative this weekend. I like this side of myself that's coming out without alcohol that like one might argue that I'm like replacing alcohol with sex. It's like, all right, what am I going to put in my mouth now? But but, so yes, I initiated. Thank you. And so basically we looked around and it was like, all right, 
the builder or Ace? Who's it going to be? And I was frightened. Oh my God. Well, because they're all, all, all of the men that were there were well endowed. So there yeah. was just like, oh boy. <laughs> Okay, so they said, first things first, take a <laughs> syringe and douche out your ass, basically. Okay. Um, because Ace and Jess have a really good one. Like, I am used to using a bulb because I used to do a lot of anal play with my Dom, which I'll get into a little bit later. But they had a syringe, which I found to be easier, actually. Is it like a medical syringe? Like, you would get it at a pharmacy? You know, yes, like but one of those. big, really big. So that's what I used. I cleaned out my ass and I'll go into more details of that later, but that made me feel really comfortable um, and empty. And then I put in a butt plug to start like stretching out my ass. And then a little bit later, the builder and I were feeling sexy and we could tell that was not the vibe of the room. So another way that I implemented one of the lessons that we have learned over this year. <laughs> I was conspiring with the builder over in the corner and I was like, hey, like I'm feeling sexy. Are you feeling sexy? He's always feeling sexy. So yeah, that's 100% like a of the time. <laughs> question. And I was like, you know, I feel like everybody's not into it. Let's go into the room and implement what we've always said. Let's leave the door open and tell people when we leave the room, like, hey guys, we're not leaving because we want to be alone. We're leaving because it's not the vibe here. The door is open. Please come join us if you want to. Cool. I love that you made that like announcement, you know, like that clears the air for confusion or question. Can I join? Can I not? Are we being weird? And they want to, yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It it was, it was great. It was a great vibe. So we went off and of course Jay was like, yeah, let me finish this conversation and I'll come join you. And so basically I think in the back of our minds, we all knew it was going to happen. And so the builder and I started playing. That was super fun. We did some oral on each other. And then I started riding him. And he is so big. And I that took a little while to get used to even yeah. just in my vag. And and it's very interesting because I think I, I shared this with you um, earlier this month. I have not had sex with a lot of guys outside of Jay recently. And, you know, I don't necessarily know why that is, but it it felt special and, and cool to do that with him. It's like my, I'm being picky and choosy with who I'm fucking these days. Yeah, no problem with that to be a little yeah. discriminate, you know? Yeah. It's ever flowing for you, you know? So, so my badge was not stretched out. And so I really had to get used to it. And then I was like, how am I going to fit something in my ass? Holy shit. <laughs> I know. Not only did you go for one, you went for a big one. <laughs> oh my God. So, so I'm full up in the vag area. Jay comes in and he's like, are you, are you, do you want to do this? He like whispers in my ear. And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. And it just felt like such a, a comfortable environment with the two of them. It was really, really lovely. And of course, <laughs> the builder and M are such wonderful friends. Yeah, they're so similar too in some have ways. Such similar energies. You know, we were like, this feels right. Like <laughs> uh, it's like he's here <laughs> in spirit. <laughs> but yeah, so we put a towel down. And so that I would feel comfortable. And I actually said to Jay, like, as I was still writing the builder, I was like, go get Jess. I want her to film this because she's very talented with the camera. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> so she came in and she was just like, she fluffed Jay a little bit, but basically was just like filming and stuff. And it was just such a an intimate environment and people that I feel so comfortable with that it was really wonderful. So Jay started just kind of like touching my asshole and then he put a finger in and then he put two fingers in and I was so surprised. I was like, wow, like that, that doesn't feel that crazy. So I guess... I was prepared and wait, can I ask you like how long was your foreplay at this time or like foreplay into the vaginal sex, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes? Like what was that warm up like? Uh, maybe, maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mentioned, I asked it because like, I feel like to prep for anal, it's 
relaxation. It's foreplay. It's fun. You need to be ready for it. You need to be super turned on and ready. And you kind of had that leading up to this, his coming in, which seemed to work out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> came yeah. In time. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, I am ready because now my my badge is fully like dilated around the builder and they did get the wand. So I had that stimulation on my clit as well. And so then Jay just, you know, I leaned forward um, on top of the builder. And as we've described in the past, you know, the builder is on bottom, his legs are together. He's not doing a lot of moving. I'm on top, cowgirl. I lean forward and Jay comes in behind and his legs are right outside the builders, I believe. And he slips in my ass. And I did do poppers. In that moment of him entering? Yes. So if people are not familiar with poppers, it's basically Basically like gasoline or some crazy chemical (laughs) shit. (laughs) I think it's like like nail polish remover technically, but very big in the gay community and anyone who's doing anal because it relaxes your sphincter. Yeah. Just everything chills. Yeah. Everything opens up. Mm-hmm. And it does. And <laughs> we were able to get it in. So it was a little bit painful still because Jay is very well endowed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. But I felt like I could fully trust him. And I felt so taken care of by both of these men on either side of me. It was such a sensual, sexy, erotic experience. I just felt so full and adored who doesn't want to feel adored and like you know doing this thing that's all about your pleasure and he was able to thrust a little bit and it was it was really a great experience so you liked it you'll do it again oh yeah 100 percent I did not, no. I, I rarely do in situations like that. And I think that, you know, yeah. with all of the stimulation, it would have been really hard for me to orgasm. But that wasn't really the goal. The goal we was, let's make this happen. <laughs> and we did. And for anyone out there who is worried about this as well, you know, I'm always worried about shit. Yeah. Um, Jay pulled out, fully clean, nothing smelled, all good. So you can do it too. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Well, kudos to you because you literally had, you were on a two hour timeline (laughs) to get it in and you did, you did it. You initiated it and you did it. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, It felt, it felt good. So now this is truly going to be the year of the anal because for me, because I, opened up something there, like pun intended perhaps. <laughs> but but after that, I was like, all right, what else can we stick in my butt? It's not that scary, guys. <laughs> and so people were getting like, you know, butt plugs with tails. Warning with butt plugs with tails. Oh, yeah. If you do a long one. Okay. Has this ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. Like sit it on it wrong and your foot pulls on it. You can pull yes. it out yourself. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so that happened to me, and I like yelped because I was like, I was going from sitting to standing, and I I stood on my tail and ripped it out of my (laughs) asshole. So just be careful, guys. Don't do that. Well, I remember we were at Hito once, and I saw somebody with a butt plug tail, and I went up to go like grab it, right? Because you just want to like touch it. And she instantly was like, don't touch it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> She was yeah. like, everybody keeps touching it and they're pulling on it, you know? And I'm like, oh, wow. Like I didn't even think of that. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I-, I will be way more aware when other people have them in now too. Yeah. Yeah. We also did an inflatable butt plug, oh. which is very interesting. And actually T-Money became the shaman of the the insertion of the inflatable butt plug because they go in deflated. And so it's like a, you know, a limp thing that you're trying to shove through your sphincter. Yeah. And it's really hard to do. So basically he kind of like wrapped the tip around his finger 
um, it's like rubber basically. And he shoved it in that way, got it in far enough, and then like was able to hold it there and pull his finger out slowly. Uh-huh. So then it has like a little valve on it. So you can pump it up pump by pump. And I was able to get up to, we were seeing like how many pumps people could get up to. <laughs> and I think I was able to get up to eight. But I was surpassed by some of our friends. And what was like the highest number versus like the lowest? I've never seen this device. I believe 12. 12 was the was highest. The highest. And yeah. then what did you feel when you reached eight? Like what was it uncomfortable? It felt full. So it's just full of air, right? And it feels different than like a regular butt plug because when you put in a butt plug, like there's that discomfort of getting through the sphincter. I mean, I feel discomfort. Do you? Well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. When yeah. it goes through the sphincter, yeah. It's, it, it stretches. Yeah. So you don't have that with this because it's not big when it goes in. So once it's in you and it starts blowing up, it just feels like a fullness because it's it's inside you. It's not stretching out your asshole itself. But then when they deflate it, it literally feels like you're farting. <laughs> and it just like falls out of your ass. Oh my God. And so funny. like it, it almost feels like you're like, oh my God, wait, did I just poop on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> but I will say all of our friends have very clean buttholes and there was no poop to be found anywhere, no smells. And you know how sensitive I am to smells. Yeah. And even if there was, that is what you chose to dive into. So the risks, you knew the risks. percent. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like we were all open to that. But I think what I'm trying to get at is if you've done prep, it's very rare that you're going to be as smelly as you think you are. So if that's a hurdle that you're trying to get over in your mind, if you do the prep, very rarely will that happen. Do you agree? I mean, yes and no, because I also ha- feel like a lot of the people that I do butt play with, an example is this week, Slutlana is staying with us. And so far, there have been two nights of anal stuff going on. And neither of them prepped for anything leading up to it. And there was nothing. There was nothing to worry about. Wow. And so what I'm like understanding is like, as long as you have like a clean, healthy diet, and I've heard a lot of big things about fiber supplements too, you don't have to prep. You really can just go at it. You know, I was listening to a doctor talk and I'll bring him up a little bit later, but he was saying on a podcast that like eight out of 10 people don't need to prep as long as you're eating it the right way and you're pooping. So, yeah. So I think this is something that I needed to hear because I always thought that if I'm going to do anal, I need to, where's my little enema bulb, that little bulb that I have, I want to clean it out. But then the issue that I had with using the bulb was if I did it too close to playtime, you're stimulating like all of your anal receptors, right? So like you're going to go to the bathroom, you're going to release. So usually I would do it like three times, but then for that hour after I'd be a little bit sensitive, like, Ooh, do I have to go again? Is there more that's Mm going to come out? Is there any residual water in there that didn't come out? And so then it became this like even worrisome for me because I was like, Oh no, like I triggered it. I started it. Now it keeps kind of going. And so I didn't enjoy the prep part of it. I really didn't with the Mm. little bulb, but I I've done it in the past and I haven't, done it more recently. So I'm going to see, I'm just going to start experimenting with and without and just kind of see what happens. And then I'll decide if I need to do it or not. But that's my issue with the bulb. Yeah. So, I mean, I did have to do it uh, an hour beforehand and I would even recommend two hours beforehand if you, you know, are not on a deadline of midnight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, when I used to do a lot of anal play with my dom, I would, if I knew I was getting together with him that night, I would do it like even like three or four hours beforehand. And I would just like, so insert the bulb, insert all the water. So you squeeze it out into your ass. It feels a little funny. It's a a sensation that you have to get used to. And then do it in the shower is my recommendation. Or if you can, if you have enough room in your toilet bowl, in the toilet bowl, because when you take it out often, the water will immediately come out. It feels like very watery diarrhea. And you'll see there'll be like little bits of poo in it if you <laughs> did need to clean out. But most often, I will say, if I have had a shit that day, 
There's nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it'll be like maybe a little bit colored or something like that, but do it once or twice and then it comes out clear. And and you're right. Like I would sit there, I would like watch an episode of Friends or something and then like, you know, I'd feel it kind of like gurgling around in there and it's like, all right, <laughs> ready for round two. And <laughs> so you don't want to do it too close. That's a really great point. Well, I want to bring up this doctor again. I'll bring him up because he this is like his specialty. He's a his name is Dr. Evan Goldstein, and he has a practice in New York City. And all he's a, he he caters to the gay community and sexual health and education. And he's also gay himself, so he's he's in it. So he created a lot of products and educates a lot of people about appropriate wellness. And he actually brought something to my attention that I thought was interesting to share was that water is not always the best way to clean out your bowels. So you could do a douche, which is like a short, you're just kind of touching the last six inches of your ass basically. And then you can do an enema, which is, well, the same thing, but you can also get enemas that are just squirt bottles and enemas that have long tubes. And that like fills up the entire bowel system. Either way, he said water is not ideal because it can cause irritation to the lining of your anus. And then when you go to have anal sex, you might not Feel, it might not feel as comfortable. It might be a little bit sensitive. And so he developed like a cleaning product in a douche that you could travel with. And one's a liquid and one's a powder that is like pH balanced and appropriate. And I trust him because he's literally looking at, he said he sees like 90 asses a week. Oh <laughs> and my so God. he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and I've actually bought his like douching liquid. It's, it's like a little pouch that comes with a bulb and you just kind of stick the tip in, squeeze it in and fill it up, use it and you're good. And I only use that like once or twice and then I'm good. And it just feels nice. It's different than the water sensation. I mean, the sensation's the same, but it just I feels better for my asshole that I'm taking care of it the right way by using something that's trusted. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, because I'm just talking about using like regular tap water and and that makes a lot of sense. Our bodies run their own cleaning like a machine. mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah. They clean themselves. So if we're douching, like it makes sense we're stripping the lining of like the inside of our asshole. But at the same time, it's like if you do want to feel sexy – yeah, get that pH balance stuff. That yeah, good. Dr. So, Evan Goldstein. Yeah, check out his website. And then the, his the product I'll share is called Future Method. We'll put links to all this in the show notes so that you can get access to his website and then also his product line, which is a different website. So wait, you 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 do anal douche? You'll do that before every time you do anal right now? I mean, I know you only had a Maybe. handful of experiences. Yes. Yeah. So now moving forward, are you going to continue to do that? I guess that's what I want to know what you're going to do for 2024. Yes. Okay. I am I'm going to experiment with both. I just want to see what happens to me and when and just kind of like decide what how I'm going to move forward. Well, I think knowing me as we all do now, you know, and my hang-ups around imperfections, I think for my peace of mind, I I will feel sexier going into a butt play situation if I have prepped for it. Right, so it's for you that you need to do yes. it, yeah. 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 But to your point earlier, and I think this is a really important thing to talk about, is that if people are going to be playing with your butt, choose people who are mature enough to handle it if there is shit. Oh, to yeah. To still find you sexy. Like, they're going in a hole where shit comes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And- <laughs> I mean, I think most people, and at least the guys that we've talked to in our group. They're like, I, it's fine. Like whatever. (laughs) Absolutely. But I think it's a red flag. If anyone's listening to this and playing with anyone who shamed them or made them feel unattractive because that happened, take a look at that. Yeah. So play with trusted partners that understand and put a towel down and shit happens, you know? And that's it. It's not the end of the world. And um, squeeze your butthole as they are pulling out because often that's when like it'll it'll come out if it's going to come out. Um, so squeeze your butthole and have them pull out very slowly. And then the likelihood of something just going bloop is so a lot less. Something that I just thought about, because you're talking about squeezing as it's coming out. And for me, it's always relaxing that makes it come out. If you think about pooping, in order to poop or pee or anything like that, you need to relax. There's a muscle that 
is always contracted. So there's two things that I always think about. So I had this two pound weighted butt plug in one time and I went to the bathroom and I didn't even phase me. I just sat on the toilet, went pee and all I heard was doink. And I was like, oh, damn it. And I was like, (laughs) shit, like this literally just my butt plug fell in the toilet that I just peed in and I had to reach in and grab it out. And I was like, oh my God, lesson learned that never has never happened again. But I have to always remember to hold my butt plug in when I am. That's that's (laughs) happened to me too. That's so funny. And it was in a bar bathroom because I was out on a date with Jay actually. And it was like one of those vibrating ones with a... um, remote control. Wait, it was a vibrating butt plug Mm -hmm. in your ass? Ooh. With a remote control. And yeah, I went to the bathroom. It fell into this public toilet (laughs) and I didn't have anything to hold it in my purse or anything. I was like, what the fuck do I do? So I just like wrapped it up in toilet paper. Oh my God. God. I put it in my purse. Oh my God. (laughs) And then last night, what what was I riding? Oh, I was on the love bots, which for those of you who don't know what a love bots is, it's that like square seat with the elastic bands that you can sit on and it mimics a girl riding on top and a guy could lay underneath it. And it's just like supported on top. It's actually really great because it's bouncy. Ours still has the metal rod there. And so you can put dildos in place. So I was fucking a dildo. And while I was fucking it, my butt plug fell out last night. Oh my God. How (laughs) loose is your butt hole? (laughs) Well, apparently it's getting looser and ready. So... And like called it out. He was like, that's going to fall out at some point. You need a bigger one. And I was like too shy to put a big one in. I was like, ah. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about what are your tips or things that you did that seemed to help you get ready for actual penetration of anal, like dick entering your ass? Like what were the key factors for you? Okay. So I'm clean. And then I use fingers first, use lots of lube put a towel down for peace of mind, and I would use a butt plug in the shower. Um, I often saw my dom in a hotel, and I would go into the shower, and I would just like insert the butt plug in and out, in and out, and I would make sure that it came out clean, and that started stretching out my asshole ready for penetration. And then, yeah, in the moment, poppers and just lots and lots of lube. Yeah, lube is key. So it's important to talk about types of lube too. If you haven't heard it before, you know, there's silicone-based or there's water-based lubes. Silicone-based is going to be slippier, slipperier on mm-hmm. the whole. On the whole. Yeah, and wow. Then, <laughs> I, I, yeah, literally. <laughs> I, I went down a Reddit rabbit hole about uh, anal lubes, and they were talking about silicone lubes. And like some silicone lubes are thinner than others and thicker than others. And so there was like this whole avenue of uh, which brands were the best. And so I don't know if you have any brand names for silicone, but um, this was a Reddit thread that was called Ask Gay Bros. <laughs> So if you want to check it out and they talked about a silicone lube called Swiss Navy. And that one apparently is a really, really high quality, um, great consistency. And the other one was called P-Jour, P-J-U-R backdoor. That one also had a really good consistency. And the silicones that were not so favorable was actually Uber Lube because it's a thin silicone. And I have Mm. Uber Lube, but I've never used it anally because the problem is if I'm giving or pegging, I'm always using a silicone toy. And so you can't use silicone lube on a silicone toy. So we have to stick to water base. So I'm not familiar with how these feel, but guys, this would probably up your alley when you're fucking an ass. I think that silicone slipperier and I really like that a lot. So, yeah. so check it what out. What I used this weekend was J-Lube. Uh, this was recommended by Ace and Jess. Yep. I have to so, recommend that one too, the water-based oh, cool. one. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a water-based lube and it was, it did the job for me and it's <laughs> for veterinarian use. So this <laughs> what? is what vet, uh, veterinarians use to, you know, use it on dogs and 
horses and oh goats and my stuff. god, that's hilarious. So yeah, so that's what I would recommend. J Lube. Yeah, we we have J Lube too. You can it comes in a powder. You can get it on Amazon. And so we got one of those. Um, like you ever go into like a hot dog shop or something, and they have those squeeze containers for your ketchup and your mustard with the pointy tip. So we just bought a two pack of those on Amazon. And then when you mix up the powder, it's like a teaspoon or two of powder, maybe a tablespoon in that whole entire jug. And you can control the amount of water and powder to get the consistency that you want. But uh, we use that pretty often. The only issue with it is it, it's it's a little runny. If you don't use enough powder, it can be a little messy. And it does kind of go everywhere, but it does dry pretty quickly. So even if it is everywhere within once the water evaporates. So I find that when you're using the J-Lube, and you can tell me if you experience this, you have to keep using a lot of it. Like, Actually, that would be a good question for Jay. Yeah, because he probably went in a few times and added some because it does get a little sticky once it starts to dry up. But the reason why I wanted to mention that squirt bottle is because one of the most amazing tips that you can do for anal, right, is kind of like an anal lube shooter. They're like syringes. There's a bunch of different versions out there. But using the squeeze bottle, I can put the tip like right in the asshole and just squeeze a bunch in there and then pull out and then I can put the dick in and it's already lubed up on the inside too. So that's mm-hmm. why I like that little tube. Honestly, like in another good one, and I'll, I'll use this primarily when I'm doing, when I'm using a butt plug is I use coconut oil and that's a great one too. And I, what I actually really like about coconut oil is it's got some antimicrobial properties. This kind of helps eliminate some of that risk or any transfer of any of that stuff. Mm. Yeah. And so I imagine also, uh, woo, there. Yeah, that's a coconut uh, oil based. Woo more play is, is really good. Yeah. And it tastes delicious. Yeah. So when we talk about rimming, I, mm. yeah. <laughs> if you have a yummy tasting lube down there, <laughs> yum. <Yeah. laughs> Kudos to that. So some coconut oil or some woo is a, is a good way to go. One one thing about ribbing, licking an ass is similar. Well, actually a little bit harder than licking a pussy because my tongue got tired because I feel like you can start soft on the asshole and go slow, but there's eventually a point where you want to kind of like put your tongue a little bit more inside and you want to push a little harder and kind of like move your tongue that I have a short tongue. So I was like, I can't, uh, uh," you know, so I had to like take a break and stop because it was hurting on the bottom of my tongue. Yeah, I've (laughs) experienced that as well. I think it's a great way to warm up with some rimming and to get prepped for whatever's going to insert next. Usually I'll start with rimming and then I'll start with a finger and then I could put a finger in and kind of work through that to get bigger and bigger as we go. Mm -hmm. And while on that topic, when someone is fucking me from behind, guy or girl, and they put their thumb, just like put pressure on my asshole, that is such an awesome fucking yeah. feeling. That's a good move right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> more, more of that to everybody who's listening. More of that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess ask your partner first because not everybody wants their asshole touched. <laughs> good point. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so you butt plugs, fingers in the ass, rimming, we're warming it up. Other thing that I would recommend is make sure before you put fingers in that there's no, that your nails are like clean and clipped and not going to snag on that very delicate skin. Oh my God, I can't remember where I heard this from, but somebody said that your ass hole is the same texture sensitivity as your lips on your mouth. And so if you take your nails and you rub it across your lips, you'll be able to feel if there's any snags and that is the, that's what you want to take care of. So I do that now. So anytime I go into a weekend and that's not just for an anal play, but even if I'm just like fingering a girl or just wanting playing with myself, like it's just a safety thing that I, since I've heard that, I do that all the time now after I cut my nails. Uh, I'm going to like be catching you <laughs> running yeah. your fingers. You're gonna be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'll be like, oh, she's checking to make sure she can finger someone. It's finger the someone's snag test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and also to that point, like we have a lot of friends with fake nails in our group yeah. and I've mm-hmm. noticed that a couple of them, their um, pointer and middle finger, they will have shorter 
or mm. more dull and like less pointy. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I wonder if the people at the, the nail salon are like, she's a slut. She's a slutty. What is this girl doing? <laughs> yeah. So um, just, yeah, be careful if you're playing with someone new, like just check their nails too. Because sometimes we don't think about it, especially like if substances are involved, you know, they might not think of it in the moment. Also like uh, substances can like numb you out. And that made me think about uh, another Reddit post I came across about someone saying, do not use numbing cream down there. And I was like, oh my God, such a good idea. Like you need to know what you're feeling, what's happening so that there's no damage and no issues. So I was like, that's a good point. So I want to mention that too. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Just in general, we just have to be careful because you don't want to come out of the situation with like a bloody ripped asshole and then never want to do it again. Because I feel like most people who are like not into butt stuff is because they've had a bad experience. Yeah. When they were 18, they tried it out with their boyfriend. They didn't know what they were doing and it hurt, you know, and it's like this forever lasting memory of pain. And they're like, fuck 100%. that. 100%. And yeah. I, I, I mean, not that I had a, a really bad experience, but in the beginning of my relationship, <laughs> M brought it up yesterday. He was like, you were all about no back door. It's an exit only. Like that was what I always said. <laughs> wow. And then I think it might've been like the past like five, six years. Obviously I think it's with the Joy family because we started to just expand who we were playing with and seeing different people and being around different toys more frequently that we started to try all the stuff that I started to get into butt play and butt plugs. And now I'm like, okay, I can, I can get down with this. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think the more you play with stuff and the more you see other people do it, it takes away stigma and it it makes you less self-conscious and and breaks down the hangups that you might have had in place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like uh, when you become more playful about sex, like we have, I have found it to be extremely healing and, and allowed me to open up in ways that I never thought I would pun intended. <laughs> oh my God. There are so many good pun opportunities in this episode. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. expand your yeah. mind and asshole yeah. and open up. <laughs> open yeah, shit up. happens. <laughs> We have talked in the past about actual anal training in advance. So doing it almost like lifting weights. Yeah. So like when you're in the shower, like have your butt plug in the shower. And so actually, I think it was Dr. Evan Goldstein who did mention this. So when you're doing anal training, it's similar to lifting weights. So you get protective calluses on your hands. Like the first couple of times you're lifting your weights, shit, like your hands hurt, da, 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 da. but then they build up calluses over time. So if you're doing anal training and going in and out of your ass um, with basically reps, like lifting weights yep. in the shower, you will build up a toughness to the skin around your sphincter. Yeah. And when I have been on top of my anal training, you guys have heard me talk about anal training and then not walk the walk. I talk the talk, but not walk the walk. This <laughs> yeah. year. But when I have been on top of it in the past, I have fully experienced that. And your ass is just so much more ready for penetration than if you're not doing those reps in anticipation for it. You know, in addition to the reps, the one aha moment that Dr. Goldstein said that I had to also embrace because I thought putting in a butt plug and leaving it in was enough. I was like, oh, this is my, my butt's getting used to this. But he said, it's actually not doing anything because you're only expanding the sphincter just that one time when it's going in and then it sits into a smaller spot. But he also says that as it sits there, it could actually cause a little bit of swelling in that tissue. And that could actually cause sensitivity and irritation and actually make it worse. And so I have found that if I've worn a butt plug, say I go out to dinner or I want to wear it out as like a piece of jewelry at the pool, at the nude pool, maybe at Hito, because I like the way it looks. I find that like two, three, four hours in, either I need to make sure I put more lube in there or I got to take it out because it's a little bit sensitive. And this whole time that I was doing that, I thought that I was quote unquote training my ass and I wasn't at all. So important distinction that it's in and out that matters, not the just putting it in and keeping it in. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. That is helpful. So diet's also important. 
So one thing that was recommended by a friend is psyllium husk. Yeah, I went down the the Reddit rabbit hole and on that gay page, it was all about psyllium husk. And a teaspoon after every meal in water is what you what's what this guy did. But it was like psyllium, 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 like all down the line. And so and I I was on um, vacation with my gay friends once, and I was I was not going to do butt stuff, but I was constipated. And the one guy, he was like, "Oh, take this psyllium husk; it'll help you get regular." So that was my first introduction to it, and it did help me. So then it made sense to me hearing it in my research for this episode. It's like, oh yeah, like if you make that part of your diet, it just helps you become regular. And so to your point, maybe you don't need to use the bulb every time because you've your diet, mm-hmm. your diet, the fiber. Yeah, yeah. That was, everyone talked about fiber in, in the gay posts. And so the one thing that I want to point out, cause gut health is my specialty actually. So what's unique about fiber is for some people it can make you regular and for some people it can constipate you. And so the key thing about fiber is that you drink enough water with it. And so psyllium husk is considered an insoluble fiber. That means it doesn't dissolve. So it just kind of stays in your stool and it comes out that way, but it absorbs itself in water. And that's what causes it all to like congeal and make a nice banana that we all kind of think of. Um, So making sure that if you're taking a teaspoon of psyllium husk, that you're going to also drink about at least six ounces of water with that teaspoon. So if you double it, you got to keep doubling a little bit of that water content to make sure that you're flowing. So I like to do psyllium if you're going to do it like first thing in the morning or right before bed, away from food, away from meals and away from supplements, because it has been shown with prescriptions, for example, it can reduce the absorption of some prescriptions. And so it can interact with medications. And so psyllium and fiber should generally be separated from your meals and supplements and medications. So keep that in mind as you, if you are going to implement this. And then I also want to point everybody to futuremethod.com, which is Dr. Goldstein's website, because he has like a probiotic supplement. He has a fiber supplement, which has psyllium in it. And it also has another fiber in it called acacia. It's spelled A-C-A-C-I-A. And same idea. It's this, it's this bulk forming fiber that works just like psyllium and they could go hand in hand. So just something uh, to appreciate. I'm in the medical field, so I love referencing Goldstein because I appreciate his research into all this too. <laughs> I love hearing you talk about this stuff. I'm like, tell me more. Yeah. This is amazing. So fibers are jam. That's what I got to get on to more now. And I just have to say, so when I was looking to check DP off my bucket list at Hedo last year, I was very conscious of just what I was eating in general. I am lactose intolerant and I know that it messes up my shits um, if I have, you know, ice cream and cheeses and creams and milks. So I avoided dairy the whole week. And I'm not saying you have to do this for your whole life, but basically if you have like a big event with butt stuff coming up, like maybe just like two, three days before, you know, yeah, have, have salads and just drink a shitload of water. But I'm saying this as if people don't know this, but like, it's a lesson that I have to relearn all the time. And Jay always like, you know, yells at me. He's like, why is that water still sitting there? When did I (laughs) fill that up for you? You know, it's like, drink more water. Oh my God. I actually got one of those water bottles for Christmas that has like the times on it to make sure that you're like drinking enough throughout the day. Yeah. And it's changed my life. And it's just like, no, it's, uh, yeah. Water (laughs) is the number one deficiency I see in my office. Honestly, people don't think of water as a nutrient, but we absolutely need it. You cannot live longer than two or three days without water. You can live a whole, as much fat as you have on your body, you could live without food for months on end. So yes, I concur. I definitely get a fun bottle that makes it exciting for you to drink water, put lemon in your water, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then, and you feel sexier too, like as it's emptying all of these toxins out of your body. And yeah. Like, you're cleaner. Uh, yeah. It's so great. So, okay. So diet done. So now we're playing. We've talked a little bit about rimming, fingers in the ass. Let's talk a little bit about pegging and giving and receiving anal. So um, do you remember the first time that you received? Received? Oh gosh. I was thinking, I was thinking about this. And honestly, the only times in the past that I've ever done anal, I was drunk 
and I was in a hotel room <laughs> oh. and was always with M. And so it was more spontaneous. So I can't say I remember the specifics, but those were the times when I was relaxed and on alcohol that I was able to take it anal. Mm-hmm. I think the first time that I truly, truly enjoyed it and remembered it, I guess I could say, would probably be when M and I were in Mexico. Not this year. I think I forget when it was, but he fucked my ass like he was fucking my pussy. Like no reservation. It felt amazing. He came in my ass and I was just, it was so hot. So I'm excited to work back up to that point. But what had happened before that vacation that made that so successful, that was the time frame that I had a butt plug in my ass for more days than not the first couple months of the year, because it was a part of my practice. Like we would go out to dinner, let's put a butt plug in. Oh, we're just hanging out. Let's put a butt plug in. Like it was just, it was getting used to that in and out. I wasn't doing reps at the time, but I was doing it almost every day, every other day, a couple times a week that it was still getting that exercise intermittently through the week. So I contest that training does work. (laughs) I mean, that reminds me of my origin stories of buttholes are, is similar to yours, like drunken, uh, that's it. And the first time that I really started enjoying it was with my Dom because he enjoyed it so much. He loved butt play and he loved my ass and he like worshiped my ass. And so I felt like it was sexy and he made me feel comfortable with all my hangups. I'd be like, Oh, but what if I shit? He's like, I don't care. We'll put a towel down. You are so sexy. You know, like he just made me feel so good and confident. And fun story that I don't know if I've shared before. I'm trying to look into this and learn more about this. I believe that I have something called synesthesia. Mm. Have you heard of this? It sounds familiar, but I'm drawing a blank. So I have had very powerful orgasms, um, vaginal orgasms, where I see visions and I'm transported to somewhere in the world that I've never been before. And I see things like most recently with Jay, I was in a desert and I felt sand and I saw a glass pyramid opening up with a flower coming out of it. Whoa. It's pretty specific. (laughs) Very specific. But I'm I'm telling you, I see these things very intensely. Um, And a common one is I will be in a market in uh, North Africa. So like Marrakesh, Morocco, something like that. Never been to these places. And I kind of like taste wood and sand in my mouth. And I feel part of the earth. So that's a common one. But I started having these the first time that I noticed was with my dom with anal sex. And it was always the same thing. And I was in a cathedral. I saw stained glass and it was nighttime. And I saw a wolf. And it happened multiple times. And we kind of like looked it up and like, what does a wolf mean? And a wolf is like a guide like the symbolism of a wolf. And I don't know about <laughs> stained glasses, and <laughs> but like yeah. maybe, you know, it was a very like reverent experience for me. Like, what does a church mean to you? Da, 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 da. Or you can just not read into it at all. But of course I am someone who would read into this kind of shit. And it's like, what is this trying to tell me? But all this to say, you know, I had very powerful experiences with anal sex and the type that you're talking about with like actual, he fucked me like he was fucking my vagina. Yeah. And it was to this day, it is one of the most powerful sexual experiences that I have had multiple times because I got the same vision multiple times. And so when you got these visions, he was fucking you in the ass and you would have a vaginal orgasm or would you have an assgasm? I don't know that I even had orgasms. Like I didn't really associate orgasms with my dom, which is interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like we very rarely played with my clit. It was more, you know, bondage and, uh, ass play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And me sucking his dick a lot and a lot of photography. It was it was really exploratory and beautiful, but uh I don't know, maybe I did have some kind of orgasm because it was very pleasurable. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, 
I don't know if anyone knows anything about this. I swear to you, I have tried to look this up, but like, how do you even like search this? Reddit. Search that. Go like, to Reddit. <laughs> visions. Well, well, it always brings me to Reddit, and that's where I got the word synesthesia. But there's not a lot on it. But basically, what I searched was visions when I orgasm or <laughs> visions during anal sex, and it's like, what the fuck is that? So. Yeah, that was pleasurable. And um, I had done all of my prep for that. So I think, you know, that gets you in the right mindset. Also, I think when giving, you need to make sure that you go slow, especially at first, and really read the person that you're giving to, whether with pegging or... You've pegged too before, right? Yes. I pegged my dom, actually. I was kind of nervous the whole time. Um, I was much newer to this scene. This was three years ago, like very early on in my journey. And I think what's really important to talk about is having it be not too dimly lit and not a loud environment. Basically, we've talked about this before, right? Like you need to be able to read the cues, Mm -hmm. hear the cues, communicate, So I think that's just really important to note. Yeah. I do a lot of like when I peg because, you know, I have pegged more than I have received anal. So for me in the beginning, I was always a little bit, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but I was more cautious and just a little bit more aware and more attentive. And for me, it kind of, you know, I was just so hyper-focused on, am I doing a good job? Is this okay? That I started to develop this like dirty talk during the play? Like, how does that feel? Do you like that? Can I go a little deeper? Can I go faster? Is this okay? And it's just like part of the play of using dirty talk to kind of, hey, do you like this? Do you want me to change it? Can I go faster? And it just helps me feel better because guess what? I'm asking the question, right? I just am getting out of my head. I'm not, I just want to make sure that we're both enjoying it. And then I can feel free to go a little harder, go a little faster and kind of free flow with it as opposed to like, am I doing this right? You know? Yeah. And with a dildo, with pegging, like you can't feel how deep you're going. I mean, I'm sure with a lot of practice that you've had now, like you can, you can gauge it a lot more than you can in the beginning. But so something, something I noticed too, as a pegger, um, and this is with my partner. So I don't know if this happens with other guys, but I'm going to start asking when I peg another guy, if they like their cock to be touched when I'm going in. Because when you touch the cock or you're, even for women, if you're vibrator on your clit or you're rubbing your clit, it tends to cause things to clench. And so then you're not relaxed and then it's harder to get the dick in. And so when I go in with M, I generally have learned with him that I don't touch his dick, especially when putting a much bigger, like if I'm, you know, you ever buy those like anal plugs, there's always a set of three, the largest one, like I just won't touch him because I just want to get him to breathe and relax and I'll, I'll push it in. And he didn't tell me this at first. I actually asked him, I was like, is it okay if I touch your dick? And he's like, actually, I'd rather you not. Or like, I don't want, you don't have to do that right now. And I was like, oh, okay. And so that's something now moving forward that I'm going to ask all my partners as I'm pegging, is it okay to touch your cock while I'm, when I'm going in? And some guys are fine. Right. But you just gave me an aha moment there. Cause I actually think, so I've always thought, okay, let's use the wand to distract myself, quote unquote. But when it comes to anal play, I don't think during DP at the actual moment of Jay entering me from behind that I had the wand on me Yeah, because I was really focused on breathing and breathing through it. And you just mentioned breathing and I wanted to say that is a very important part of this when receiving and you want to be present. So again, to your point earlier, don't numb and make sure that you're not too intoxicated because that's when accidents happen. Like you want to be present for it and just do the, the prep and the foreplay to make it a pleasurable experience. Don't numb it to make it quote unquote pleasurable. Yeah. And like in the past, I've always said like, yeah, rub your clit while you're going into the ass. Cause if it feels a little painful, that's going to help balance it with some pleasure. So at first I would use the, the vibrator on myself and M actually would tell me like, you're clenching. And I wouldn't even know that I'm clenching, 
right? Because I didn't feel it. I can't tell. He would feel it as the resistance as he was trying to push in. So you may not think you're clenching is the point of me saying this, but you probably are when you're using a vibrator on your clit. And so that's something to think about. That Oh, I clench hardcore. Yeah. 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 That's how I come is clenching and squeezing. So that tightens everything up. (laughs) So, so go ahead and clench and vibe all you want, but then at moment of insertion, just move that vibe away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, What are your thoughts on when receiving anal being on top? Um, Actually our friend, I was talking to her about this and she said she prefers being on top for anal because it gives her more control. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like you can control everything in that moment and you don't have to, there's no fear around it then because you're, you're in control. Yeah. Hmm. What about you? I've never done it on top. I've done it on my back. So like in missionary. And I do like that position because it does feel a little bit more intimate, like looking into each other's eyes. And of course, you'll have more of those um, visual cues, being able to read your partner if you're fucking, you know, face to face. Yeah. Um, But honestly, most of my anal has happened um, in more doggy style and from behind. Yeah, that's mine. Mine's missionary and doggy style, but I prefer missionary to be honest. Yeah. Over doggy. I don't know why. It's just, I don't prefer doggy even in vaginal sex. Oh, see, I love doggy style. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing that's super, super important, and I cannot say this enough, um, is making sure that you are not going back and forth uh, with hands, toys, dicks, anything um, back and forth between the vag hole and the butthole. Yeah. You can go from vag to ass, but once you go for in the ass, that's it. You got to wash it before you go back into the vag. So um, I actually kind of picked Jay's brain on this because he's had a lot of experiences with like gangbangs and stuff. And I'm like, how do you make sure that you're not cross-contaminating? And he said – Number one, his first tip and fail-safe tip is, like, once you start playing with the ass, like, you're done with the vag. Basically, like, get the vag out of like, oh, out of the way. Yeah. And then um, once you start playing with the ass, you're on ass play now. Yeah, interesting. And that's the most fail-safe. Yeah. Um, but if you are playing with both still, he has a left hand, right hand. I do that too. Okay. Yeah. So left hand yeah. is the ass and right hand is the vag. But – Personally, I don't have enough experience with it. Maybe with more experience, I'd get better at it. But I feel like I would forget in the moment. Yeah. I mean, and I have. And that's why. Because I I would touch somebody else's ass and then touch myself to rub myself, you know? And I would realize in the moment, like, oh, my goodness, I just did that. Everything ended up being fine at the end of the day, but still something I was conscious of. And that's when I did left hand, right hand, or um, that kind of thing to keep it clean. Well, and to this point, to our point about substances, you know, sometimes you forget. So I will share an antidote, anecdote that was approved by Holly. She had a very scary situation. She had to go to the emergency room because she ended up getting a kidney infection because um, she wasn't careful enough about going back and forth and it was cross-contaminated and basically the the bacteria goes through yeah goes through the urethra which is where you urinate and it travels up to the kidneys and then causes a kidney infection which can cause sepsis which is a full body blood infection and very painful and definitely have to go to the hospital for something like that so very important that we are very clean with this stuff and and I want to add to this When we were in Hito last year, we have a partner that we are fluid, like bonded with. And so he went into, did anal with her and didn't wear a condom. And then the next day he had a urinary tract infection and he doesn't remember urinating or peeing right after Uh. immediately. And so he thinks that it just traveled up through the hole. So if you're not using a condom, make sure you pee right after, just like us women pee all the time after sex. Men should be doing it too. Yeah. Ooh, that's a great tip. Yeah. 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 And and to that point, condoms are great if you are, you know, kind of switching back and forth, putting condoms on toys. Oh, yeah. 100%. 
Yeah. yeah. I've even seen um, a lot of people wear gloves when they do anal. Um, especially I've seen somebody's ass get fisted and they'll definitely do a glove for something like that. And I think that that's totally appropriate in a situation like that. I don't think it, at least for me, because I understand that, I guess it's my mental state around it is the safety that it doesn't turn me off. It's not like it's weird to be using a glove. I think that I appreciate that much more than not. Well, because both for you, but for the giver and the receiver, it's cleaner. Like, you know, we have so many um, germs on our hands. I'm obsessive about making sure that people wash their hands before they, you know, put their fingers inside me or touch anywhere near my vagina. And so we need to do the same thing with asses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen porn where they go back and forth, but what we don't see in porn is that they are probably douching, cleaning, and like really using chemicals probably in their assholes yep. to keep the area clean so that they can go back and forth. But yep. I don't think most people are doing that. And so you just have to be careful. Porn is not real life. <laughs> okay. So aftercare, make sure when they're pulling out, it goes slow. That's a really important one. Actually, some an aftercare tip. I I don't. I might have been Goldstein again, Doctor Goldstein, who talked about like if you have what feels like a paper cut tear in you know, and it just feels a little sensitive, then you should actually put coconut oil on it to help heal it better and to protect it. And he actually says you should do this before you go poop, before you take a shit, put it on before because it creates a barrier over the wound. And then as stool passes, it's protected. And then you put it on again after to just kind of re re put that back on there. Whatever that got makes sense. Away. Other than that, I don't really have a lot of like aftercare stuff. No, I yeah. take a really great shit always after doing anal. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Like after the fact or the next morning, you know? <laughs> Agreed, 100%. So last thing I wanted to talk about was two uncomfortable myths or associations that we have with anal. What's your first one? Number one, liking butt stuff as a man is gay. Oh, yeah, it makes you gay. Yeah. I thought, I, I mean, that's like a... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because we're not in the monogamous world or the normal society of thinking when it comes to sex and relationships and marriage that I find that it's actually attractive when guys are understanding their body to their fullest extent. And for Em and I, we've been doing more pegging and more ass play. And it's been really fun. He's like, I got a new spot now, you know, like we can, we can explore more. It feels good. Like there's so much, we still haven't done prostate play. We'll talk about that another time, but you know, that is, it's been this fun new exploratory area for the both of us. Cause he has a new erogenous zone. And as a female, we have, you know, we have our tits and we have our vagina, you know, and now we also have our ass and he, he they, now they don't have more than that too. So, yeah. And as I was listening to podcasts about this, the resounding thing was sexuality has to do with who you want to have sex with and who you are turned on by and attracted to. It does not have to do with where you get pleasure, right? So if you're sticking stuff in your ass, if it's with a woman and you're turned on by the woman, then you're straight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it does not necessarily reflect your sexuality, mm-hmm. um, how you get pleasure. Yeah. I think pleasure is pleasure. Yeah. And I agree with you. It's It turns me on now seeing people who are open-minded and comfortable enough with their sexuality that they'll, you know, overcome the stigmas attached to assholes as, you know, cishet men. Yes. Yeah. Very sexy. So the other last one that I wanted to talk about was being uncomfortable with people being super close to your asshole because you've had hemorrhoids or you have, you know, skin tags from hemorrhoids in the past, or, you know, your butthole isn't pure white, you know, Oh yeah, porn makes every asshole looks beautiful and perfect, yeah. you know, bleaching it. <laughs> I mean, so what are your your thoughts on that? I don't know if that's a, a myth, but basically just a common 
discomfort that people might. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to when I think about this, it's like a personal issue. The other person you're probably playing with is not even paying attention to half of the things that you're focusing on. Not even 10% of it, you know, if anything, like that we're making it a much bigger deal than what it probably is. But if it's something that I think that bothers somebody, they should just bring it up. Like, Hey, I'm a little embarrassed by this thing on my body. You know, I just want to put that out there. Does that bother you? How do you feel about it? And then just put it on the table and move on from it. But at the end of the day, it's a you thing and you need to find your own comfort with it and whatever you have to do to get there. Just do that. And, you know, candlelight is beautiful for making (laughs) you feel more comfortable. And I I completely agree with you that like whatever you're focusing on, the person probably isn't even noticing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Always. (laughs) All right. So last nuggets for this butt play episode. Oh, actually, one thing we haven't talked about, I think that one of the biggest factors in the success of anal play is your headspace, your mental Mm. commitment to it, like going, like, I feel like because you had, when you had your experience, it was talked about in the afternoon, you had some time to sit with it and you're like, okay, like I'm going to do, you know, you had time to accept it, to say, yes, I'm going to do this to the point where you had enough courage to say it's 10 o'clock time's ticking. Who wants to come with me and initiate that? So I think that you're either going into a situation, you're going to make the decision that it's going to be great and successful, or you're nervous and uncomfortable. And you're just going to bring that nervous, uncomfortable energy into the playroom. And that may affect if it hurts, if it goes in easy, if you like it. So I think that your mindset going into it is key. And if it's not a hell yes, maybe put it on pause, you know, try another time. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Snaps. Snaps for Al. Yes. Later on in the evening, or shall I say the early, early morning, (laughs) I tried to do it again. And I did do it again. I got airtight with, yeah, so airtight is, you know, a dick in the mouth, a dick in the ass, and a dick in the vagina. So Jay was in the ass, Ace was in the vagina, and the builder was in the mouth. But that time, it did hurt. And so I was like, okay, okay, we're done now. Thank you. We got airtight, checked it off the list. But I think it was because there wasn't so much foreplay leading up to it. It wasn't as intimate of a situation. So you're right. It's like set and setting. Your mindset and the setting really. And the foreplay. I think the foreplay is also huge. You should be warmed up. You know, it's kind of like I think about anal play is like I think about playing with a female. A lot of foreplay. They say on average, and this is I think in clinical research too, I feel like Sex with Emily's talked about this, is like women need a solid 15 to 20 minutes of foreplay to get well lubricated and ready for sex. And I would probably bet that a majority of the time, it is mostly never that long. Like, honestly, like even with my, I think about the play with my husband, like it's maybe five or 10 minutes before we get down to it. It depends like if it's a weekday or weeknight, whatever we're doing. I mean, sometimes we'll have play nights that it's set hours out and we do have that time. But uh, I would say if it's like midweek, we're like, nope, in and out, you know, so it's quick. And those nights when you do have the hours, you probably feel the difference. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. There's just more sensation. There's more blood flow that has reached the area. Oh. You know, it's it's just more – yeah, you could just feel a whole lot more. I think I – took my butt for granted that I was like, well, I've already done DP tonight. It's still open. It's still good. And we just like shoved it in there. And that is not the way to do it. (laughs) So your butt had revoked its decision a couple hours later. It was like, it was good the first time, bitch. Don't try again. (laughs) Don't get Uh, greedy. (laughs) These are good nuggets. That's (laughs) So... Guys, I'm serious. If anybody knows anything about synesthesia or has experienced visions while orgasming, um, please write to us. I need to know more about this. I've actually written into Sex with Emily to see if she'll do something on it because I I need to know more. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Stay tuned, everybody. I'm excited to get the feedback. (laughs) Yeah. So um, write to us at girlsgonedeep at gmail.com and always find us on Instagram at girlsgonedeeppod. Thank you to uh, our sponsor. Horrible Life. It's the card game of Have You Ever, All Things Sex and Kink. Got some new photos last night with the card. It's a really great way to just like... 
I'm still learning things about my friends. Like, oh, I've never done that. And I've known them for five, six years now. So it's a great way to get to know your people, have a little sexy conversation and flow into sexy time. So get your hands on your first deck and get 10% off with code gone deep. And next time you are stocking up on your sexy supplies, go into our description and click the link to get it at Woo More Play. As we have talked about, we absolutely love the coconut love oil. It literally tastes like you're a cupcake. So if you're going to do those rim jobs, it is the perfect lube for it. So everybody stay sexy and we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great uh, butt play week, hopefully. (laughs) Bye.